97.9 The Hill, WCHO, and the UNC Hussman School of Journalism and Media present Sports Focus with Charlie Tuggle. Sports Focus, dedicated to in-depth examination of issues of overriding importance in the sports world. Each week, we'll discuss problems and look for solutions in professional, collegiate, and amateur sports. From Carroll Hall on the Carolina campus, here's your host, UNC journalism professor, Charlie Tuggle. Welcome to Sports Focus. Our topic today, the effect of COVID-19 on pro baseball, especially the minor leagues. Our guest, assistant GM for the Durham Bulls, Scott Strickland, uh, assistant GM for operations. So, Scott, if you will, take us back to June 30th. Who tells the players and what was that like? Hey, guys, we're not playing baseball this year. Yeah, great, great question. Um, I think it actually it, it begins a little before that um, in which we had a, an interesting perspective on being at the AAA level and then, and then being in Durham and with the, with the Rays spring training facility being down in Port Charlotte, Florida, you know, so many guys, um, they live on the West coast. A lot of them live in Arizona. Um, and so we actually had a couple guys as spring training was, was paused as I guess now as it's being called spring training 1.0, uh, was being paused. They, they called us and said, Hey, we, we just drove all the way across the country for the beginning of spring training. We don't want to drive all the way back across and then hopefully, you know, two, three weeks later have to drive all the way back across again to go back to spring training. So we had a couple of guys that actually came to Durham um, to, to, to work out and they utilized, you know, our, our, our indoor and outdoor batting cages. And then they long tossed, you know, some of them were out there um, playing, playing catch with their wives. Uh, and so that was, that was kind of interesting. You know, anything you could do to, to get your work in and to stay healthy and stay fresh. And then as the, the weeks and months went by, um, you know, reality started to sink in that, that, Hey, this probably isn't going to happen. And when I say it, I'm referring specifically to the minor league baseball schedule. So um, those guys actually went back to their respective uh, home cities and, and, and bases and uh, with, with the full expectation that at some point the minor league season was going to be canceled. And so we all kind of knew it was coming. We just didn't necessarily know when it would be coming. Um, and then at that point, when, when word started to go out, you know, the, the major league um, uh, franchises are, are getting in touch directly with their players. If we want to get real technical about it and letting them know that the season has been canceled. Um, obviously for a great thing for a lot of those guys uh, throughout major league baseball is, is all teams are, are paying their minor league employees, uh, AKA the players. Uh, through through what would have been a normal pay pay uh, year anyway, um, so that's helping a lot of guys uh, you know meet ends meet and 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 they're back home uh, doing their their side jobs and and trying to stay fresh. Yeah, so that that to me is the key. It's like, well, it's great, you know, that they're financially uh, taken care of to some degree, but it's like, right. you you know how it is for a for an athlete, your sport is a big part of your life. And now Absolutely. that uh, that's taken away for for a, a year for many of them. Yeah, absolutely. And and if we want to get on more on the human side of it, um, you know, we've got numerous friends that uh, you know a lot of these guys. This is this is all they've known, right? And at the AAA level, um, most ha- have started their their kind of personal lives, right? And they're married with kids, and and uh, they're not used to being home twenty four seven, especially this time of year. 
and so that can be a little bit of a rude awakening and and, and people in baseball are just such creatures of habit and uh love the routine and when routines get shaken up whether that be from uh rain delays or or rained out games or in this case obviously an extreme uh, of a pandemic it uh, it can take a little while to to adjust to while also again still trying to keep your body in shape and, and, and be ready to go should you be called. Sure. Uh, and there are about 160 teams in the U.S. and Canada associated with MLB, another 80 teams in rookie leagues. You, you know, you take that and you multiply it by 25 or so uh, on a roster. That's a whole bunch of people sitting at home, tr- like you said, trying to stay fresh. But it's like, compare. you've been in, uh, I think, in baseball for about 19 years, if, yes, sir. if I'm correct. Compare this to your previous 18 years. Mm, it's, not, it's not possible. There have been some oddities. Uh, I'd say the oddest thing that I've ever gone through was the last two games of a season being rained out. Um, you kind of get to the end of the second rain out, and you're like, well, okay, I guess the season's over. And I, I guess we'll go home now. Uh, and so there's some very minor uh, similarities there. Duke, Duke baseball also plays at the DBAP. And so we had a front row seat to March the 12th, which was uh, the Thursday and second Thursday in March, where the world kind of stopped spinning, at least in the sports side of things. And it, that was – I've never seen something happen so fast. You know, you woke up that day for, for us in ACC, ACC country and we're locked into the ACC basketball tournament. What normally would have been quarterfinals Friday is not is now quarterfinal quarterfinals Thursday, and it just each thirty minutes that went by, you know, drastic changes were coming. Uh, Duke was scheduled to play the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill at, at the DBAP that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and, and ACC Network was pulling in TV trucks to set up for the weekend, and it was it was shocking when when Duke announced that they were suspending all their spring sports, and then those players, those student athletes, were told. That day, so in one day, they were told, "Hey, your weekend's canceled. B, your season's canceled. C, you've got to be off campus by Sunday." And so, you know, Thursday, you just saw the shock on those kids' faces. On Fridays, on Friday, they're back in the ballpark packing up all their belongings. And for those seniors, obviously, at that point, they didn't know uh, what was going to happen with their scholarship and their eligibility. And, and just, I would, I would, I would say that was a good microcosm of what everyone's gone through and professional and, and, and college baseball and even just all of sport. And then obviously a lot of just normal lives as well outside of sport. Uh, it's just been a, it's been a shock and, and especially how fast it's come. And there's nothing really uh, in my 19 years that can compare to it. Sports. You're listening to Sports Focus with Charlie Tuggle. And now, back to the show. Talking about baseball, and specifically minor league baseball, with the Durham Bulls assistant GM, Scott Strickland. So, Scott, uh, you mentioned that the the players are being taken care of. Uh, I I find it very, uh, very nice, very heartwarming that the seasonal employees are being taken care of as well. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. It, it, um, 
you know, I think some people might think sometimes, and, and I think a first year employee, seasonal employee, when they're sitting in our orientations might think this is just lip service. But as a fan, you know, you know, this is true that any team seasonal employees, they are the fan facing employees. They are the individuals who our fans interact with the most. Sure, they might buy a season ticket package or book a, a party rental with an employee on the phone. Uh, and they might see us at the front gates trying to, you know, make sure everything's okay and, and putting out the occasional fire. But that seasonal employee is who's tearing that ticket, is who, greeting, who is greeting them, it's who is serving them the hot dog, it's who is uh, making sure they're in the right seat, helping them if they have a lost child, uh, responding if there's a, any type of an incident. Th those are the individuals who our fans interact with the most. And therefore, they are obviously so important to us. And speaking for someone that's been in baseball for this long, uh, gosh, that is one of the most uh, – that is the thing you look forward to the most, and, and we appreciate this time, is uh, I'm getting a little, a little tired of seeing the same full-time employees each and every day. I miss those seasonal employees and, and the new crop of employees and trainees and interns that come in every year. And so it was incredibly important to us in the capital broadcasting, our parent company, and Jim Goodman to, to take care of those employees as much as we possibly could. So we, we came up with the safe at home fund, which, uh, which was great. And uh, we're able to get our seasonal employees, uh, hopefully something to help them out and uh, to help them pay the bills and, and reward them for, for all the years of service. We've got so many employees that have been with us for so long uh, that everyone recognizes when they come through the gates of the DBAP and, and uh, anything we can do to take care of them and hopefully bridge that gap to 2021 was was something that was incredibly important to us. Yeah, and so it brings to mind the uh, Atlanta Braves seasonal employee who's a contestant on uh, America's Got Talent, you know, yes. and, and saying, hey, you know, I, this is, I, I used to sing for the fans and now I can't do that anymore. So it's a, little things, little personal things that uh, a disruption to, to people's lives. Yeah, that, that connection is so important from us to them and to them to us. Uh, was watching the Braves and the Rays last night on the MLB app, and and uh, the, you know they're showing all the cardboard cutouts. And uh, anyone affiliated with the Braves know who Walter Banks is, the uh, Senior Bowl host slash usher extraordinaire. And they've got a, you know, they showed a great shot of uh, cardboard cutout fans in the seats, and then in the middle of the aisle they got a cardboard cutout of Walter Banks. And I, I, that is just that's absolutely awesome. Anything we can do to try to make this summer as normal as possible is so important in all of our lives. And, and, uh, and, and I think that's a, a great way to connect the two. All right. So the bulls have been part of the Rays organization since uh, 98. Yes. And uh, you mentioned on your website that 19 former bulls were on the uh, Rays opening day roster. So that's, that's pretty nice. And, and the Rays are off to a pretty good start four and two, but yeah. now there's worry about the, yeah. the season in general because of what's happening in Miami. What's the latest with that? It's so fluid. Uh, we've, um, we've, we've, we've got our own podcast, Hit Bullwind Podcast, and we've, we've shaken up our formats a little bit on that. And what we've gone to since kind of the pandemic started is, is interviews with folks who are, who are in the moment right now. And, and we were able to speak with Neil Solons, who is our former play -by, radio play-by-play -play guy. And is with, uh, with the Rays uh, the last seven, eight years, I guess now. Um, and he gave a great perspective on opening weekend. And obviously the Rays had a, had a very successful start to their season against the Toronto Blue Jays and Atlanta Braves and, and had, a little, had a little bump in the road last night. Um, 
but we were talking about, you know, what, what's it been like? What's the vibe in the clubhouse been like? Was there a, a, a degree of, of, you know, getting the first game out of the way in which they lost, uh, which there was, and usually, usually there is anyway, right? Of, of when you're hosting opening day, it's just a little, it's just a little different and you want to get that out of the way and, and get on with the rest of your season. But the Rays are on their, their first road trip right now. And uh, a lot of comments from, from players, of how uh, different that was, but how on the, on the plane everyone was minding their P's and Q's. Um, Stan Kasten of the Dodgers gave a great interview on Monday, um, our lunchtime. And so obviously uh, West Coast morning time is, as things were breaking in Miami. And uh, I thought he had a, a really good even kill response of, hey, we, we knew this was going to happen at some point. And looking back, you know, at the end of the season, we might all say when we're reflecting that, hey, it was probably a good thing that we got this out of the way at the beginning of the year. And so we can learn from it. We can learn how to adjust, adjust our protocols. We can learn how to adjust our responses. Uh, we can learn how to make schedule alterations, which they're learning on the fly with that as we speak. Um, but also, I think it was another wake-up call to the rest of Major League Baseball that, hey, th this is serious. Um, and, and the Rays had a, a dramatic walk-off win on Sunday. And, and Kevin Kiermeyer, higher energy guy, former Bull, who spent uh, a lot of great time here, you know, he's going around hugging everybody. And Monday, he, he kind of walked that back a little bit after seeing the Miami news. And, hey, we, 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 can't, we can't do some of the things that we're all used to doing, but that's all in a good way. It's, it's all for the positive of playing baseball, and that's what we all want to do. So any changes that need to be made, I think that was a great wake-up call to everybody that you've got to take this, continue to take this thing seriously each and every day. Uh, and that's something that everyone's doing. Sports Focus. We'll be right back. You're listening to Sports Focus with Charlie Tuggle. And now, back to the show. Welcome back to Sports Focus. We're talking to Assistant GM for Operations, Scott Strickland of the Durham Bulls. Uh, Scott, I wanted to, to give our uh, listeners just a, a quick glimpse into who it is we're talking to. Uh, Scott went to NC State. He, you know, we'll try not to hold that against him for the next few <laughs> minutes. Uh, he is a big Wake Forest fan, so apparently yes. he's sort of confused. Yes. Um, was the groundskeeper, uh, now the, the assistant GM. And, and we've talked about the team, the players, the seasonal employees. Let's talk about the fans. Um, yeah. I, I think I am fairly typical of a, of a Bulls fan. Um, make three, four trips out there a season mm -hmm. and uh, with, uh, with the wives, a group of us. And, you know, we certainly can't do that right now, but yeah. it was more for the social aspect of it than for the game itself. Do you find that to be the case with a lot of your fans? Yes, absolutely. And that, you know, that's reflected in, in different metrics we have. Uh, most of them positive. Uh, you know, sometimes our playoff crowds are, 
a little uh, less than what we'd want them to be just because, you know, you don't have that advanced time to, to sell that, that group package to, to folks like yourself who, who want to go out and socialize with everyone. Um, but that's certainly what minor league baseball has turned into, and, and it's creeping into major league baseball as well. You can see that on the business side with the alterations of, you know, removing large blocks of seats and putting in more social gathering areas. Um, you know, we, we've got a ton, a ton of those. And, and I would say uh, prior to, you know, February, March of this year, we would have told you that we wish we had a couple more. Uh, and now uh, in 2020 and 2021, we, we might have a little too many, <laughs> um, but we'll, we'll have to alter those spaces rolling forward. But it, it, it's interesting. You, you get some different uh, results in different, different cities. Um, the Charlotte Knights is much more of a younger fan base uh, where folks are coming off of, of work and, and walking across for, for happy hours and those type uh, events. But, but the Bulls and the DBAP, have always been centered around, around family entertainment and, and group entertainment, and, and that will continue. Everyone just loves coming up to the DBAP and enjoying those views um, and, and watching the game in addition to all the other elements. And we've just been so fortunate uh, with all of our success on the field that you kind of got the best of, of all worlds uh, between the social benefit and, and the play on the field as well. So that'll continue in the future. Hopefully that's 2021, whether that be at a, a reduced capacity or not. Uh, but we, we, we certainly miss our fans. You know, one of the things that has been so great during this time is, has been hearing from our fans. Uh, I got a call from one of our season ticket holders on Friday that I forwarded around to multiple people. And they, they said, well, you don't need to forward it to me because I got the same call. Uh, she, she left us all voicemails or spoke to us and just checking in on us. And, and those are the things that, that mean the world to us. And I think that's a great reflection of the DBAP and, and where it's, you know, we've got some luxuries that some minor league teams don't have. Um, but by the same token, we're small enough and smaller than a major league franchise that you can get to know each and every season ticket holder and most of our fans and, and form that human connection that, that carries you through these type times. Scott, I want to get back to the players, right? So we're, we're AAA, that close, you know, yep. that close to the bigs. And then the season is taken away. Can you uh, imagine it's, it would be tough for anybody, you know, uh, in the Grapefruit League, it, do, it doesn't matter. But Triple A to be yeah. that close, and then your dream put on hold for a year. Can, can you put that into words? What that must be like? It's it's the the most difficult element is you know not being in control. I think all professional athletes love love the degree of control uh, where they're responsible for their outcome. Uh, in their success or their lack of success. And in this scenario, you're not. Uh, and that is difficult to, to grasp. Uh, most of the guys that would have been on our roster are on the raised 60-man team and, and so their roster and therefore on the taxi squad. And so they're bouncing back and forth between the TROP and, and Port Charlotte right now. So they're, they're still somewhat, you know, uh, you know, one phone call away. Um, but, the, but you really worry about those guys who really need that additional year of development and who are just not going to get that. And, and, and even if you are on the taxi squad and you're down there in Port Charlotte where it's 182 degrees on a, on a backfield right now uh, and you're playing the same guys that you've been playing with since February, uh, you, you can't replicate, you know, games. You, you just cannot do it. Um, and that is, going to be, that is going to be something that is going to be felt across baseball, uh, not just at the professional level or AAA level, um, and, and that lost year of, of development is going to be very interesting to see how it plays out. 
Um, and I, I can't imagine being in those guys' shoes where you've worked, you've worked your lifetime to get, get ready for this, your, your step away from sometimes generational wealth, right? If you're really successful. Um, but, but, but definitely a, a one step away from, from changing the financial element of your, of your future. And it, it's kind of been taken away. Um, and so that, that's definitely hard to overcome. Yeah, with 30 seconds left. Most guys are not Bull Durham, you know, 20 years in the minors. They're trying to get to the majors. So, uh, you know, what a, what a tough time uh, in, in 15 seconds for people to get through this time. Yep, absolutely. And that's where it's, it's so important for them to stay active and stay in their routines and try to make up for that lost year development as much as possible. And, and hopefully they're able to do that in Port Charlotte. I know the Rays are doing everything they can to maintain that. And that does it for this edition of Sports Focus. Thanks to our guest, Scott Strickland. Thanks also to producer Chip Sweeney. And as always, thanks to you for listening. Cheers. Thanks to Richard Southall, Mark Nagel, and Deborah Southall at the College Sport Research Institute at the University of South Carolina for their research and guidance and for access to CSRI's international network of sources. Sports Focus is a service of UNC's Hussman School of Journalism and Media.